Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey guys, welcome to the post-game show. Spags will be with us in a, in a few minutes here, I think. Um, I, I mean, there is not much that didn't go right for the Patriots today. The Patriots absolutely annihilated the Chargers. Just demoralized them, embarrassed them on all sides of the field, all three aspects of the game. You look at what they did offensively and how they moved the ball so efficiently down the field. And yes, Cam had 69 yards passing. So that's nice. I see what I did there. That's nice. But, you know, it didn't matter. They ran so effectively. They ran so well. Cam ran it 13 times in the first half, which is the most in his career rushing in one half, which is crazy uh, to me that that's the most he's ever done in, in one half. But they just completely dominated the game offensively, defensively, on special teams. Of course, Gunner had the, had the two long punt returns, one of them for a touchdown, and had a, ended, ended up having a touchdown reception as well uh, from, from my boy, Stiddy. Um, and listen, I mean, from, from a Patriots perspective, there's not much more you could, have, you could have asked for today, right? You saw Josh Uche with the ridiculous explosiveness. You saw Adam Butler play extremely well. You saw Nikhil Harry catch a contested ball for a touchdown, which is huge, huge. Uh, That's all we want to see from Nikhil. And so to see that from him was really nice. And so, you know, and then, of course, they they stopped them, right? They didn't allow a point to shut them out. And the Chargers have been playing so well offensively. It's uh, it's been great, you know. So uh, in the playoffs, as, as Adam Jones just said, the playoffs, are back on, baby. And uh, Spags is in. Griff, I see you, man. I'm going to pull you up in a minute. Spags, what's up, brother? What's going on? What's up, man? What a what a game. What a yeah, win. Yeah, what a game, man. What a game. It was uh, dominated from start to finish. I mean, Gunnar Olszewski with some early years Edelman vibes to him. I mean. Oh, Gunnar. Oh, the Gunnar. Yeah, that what was. Uh, I haven't felt that good in a win from a win in, in a long time. Uh, that yeah. was just. They dominated in all three phases, literally dominated all three phases. I don't remember the last time. I mean, maybe Miami last year uh, yeah. down there. That was probably the last time that they truly dominated from start to finish in all three phases of the game. Um, and, man, I mean, that what a, what a difference a week makes. I mean, that was, uh, that was an ass-kicking from start to finish. Unreal. So much fun. So much fun to watch. Griff, what's up, man? How you doing? Griff, what's up, buddy? How you doing? You there, Griff? 
I will. Uh... Oh, you're breaking up like crazy, man. I can barely hear you. I got nothing. Listen, uh, see, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna take you down. That's okay. I'm gonna take you down. Oh, I, I heard you like the last second there. See if you can get to a better spot, and I'll play you back up, bro. Cam today, I, I mean, whew. he played like his job was on the line because it might have been. <laughs> he did. Well, you know what? You know what the thing is too is that like he had 69 yards passing. He he struggled to run the ball downfield again. He was off on a few things. But and Brian said this on the show Friday, like. When you only throw the ball downfield like three or four times a game, if you're off on one or two of those, it's going to look bad, right? And like, yep. so throwing the ball is still not is still not great. It's okay, it's okay. It's still just not great. And the problem is is that if if you can take away the Patriots running game, you can beat the Patriots. It's been shown before. It's happened before. And the Chargers just seem to sit back today and just let the Patriots come to them. And they dom- Patriots dominated the line of scrimmage. They had a great day blocking and running. But it was like, if I'm the Chargers, I want, I want those guys in the backfield. Man, Kenneth Murray, that kid is a stud. And I would have blitzed him on every freaking play, man. He was all over the field today, playing downhill, playing aggressive. But he was doing it from six yards behind the line of scrimmage. And it's like, by the time he's getting there, he's already a few yards downfield. Why not get that guy in the backfield? And try to stop those those read option runs, you know. For sure, and, and a little off topic too. But what a day for for Belichick's draft picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Dogger, the whole offensive line. Winovich, um, Winovich, right? Yep. I mean, uh, if you want to factor in Akeel Harry, big touchdown. Finally, seems yep. like he's coming yep. along. Uh, if you want to factor in the undrafted guys, like you should, Gunner, right? I mean, Adam just Butler. these guys. I'm sure I'm missing someone. Uh, J.C. Jackson with a pick too, obviously yep. undrafted. Adam Butler. Uh, really, I mean, there was there was no negatives to that game. Obviously, I write the winners and losers piece uh, each week, and Burned kind of he, he shot me a message around the third quarter. He's like, "This might be the only time this year there'll be no losers." I don't think anybody played bad. I uh, truly, I really don't. They yeah, played I mean, so well. Uh, you'd have to watch the tape, and, and maybe there's someone that blew an assignment somewhere or did something some somewhere on the line, but like there wasn't much. There's not much out there, man, as far as as far as bad games are concerned, you know? Griff, you get that thing fixed, man? How you doing, buddy? You there? Griff? I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's not working. It's not working. Anyways, so but uh, listen, man, this is this has been this was fun. And now they're talking the broadcast is talking about Thursday, that Thursday might not happen because of all this COVID stuff. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. My assumption, and I don't know, my assumption is that the Patriots are like, listen, we're staying out here. And the NFL was like, no, you're well, not. Yeah, and- you know, like, yes, we are. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, obviously, the, the there's a stay-at-home order, and then San Francisco kind of got booted from their stadium. So they're, they're wondering if that will be in effect for Thursday's game. I- I don't know how you can't get a pass for an NFL game. I, it's just <laughs> you're flying across the country. It's not like it's a divisional game where they can, you know, fly a couple hours back home. Like, what are the Patriots supposed to do? Pack their bags and come back later, or stay? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Right. Well, and, uh, and the, it was curious to me. Right. Stay at home orders. So obviously, you know, they're they're at home and everything. But the the thing that I'm wondering is when does that take effect? When are they not? Because obviously they played today, right? So when did that take effect? When are they not allowed to be out there? And if that's the case, 
And, and look, I, I think from an LA perspective and from a Patriots perspective too, you look at it and say, okay, we still want to play the game. Let's play in Foxborough instead. Because that is a reasonable thing that you can do very easily. No one's losing any money because you're not, you're, no one's making any money on these games, you know? And so you fly back to, to, to Foxborough and you play in Foxborough instead of playing in LA. And the problem is solved. You got nothing going on in Foxborough on Thursday night. So it's no big deal, you know? And that would be the solution if that were the case, right? If, if, if LA was like, yeah, no, we can't host the game. Then you say, okay, well, let's see what happens, you know? Uh, Andrew, what's up, man? Yeah, I mean, what's going on, guys? How you guys maintaining? You know what? It's going to be fascinating to see because I don't think, you know, you already have the situation tomorrow where the 49ers and the Bills playing that game in the Cardinals stadium and that whole situation with that. I mean, this is going to be the case where them first, this game still being on Thursday, if it will still remain on a Thursday. And I think that um, that's something where if you're having a stadium change at any level, I think that they would have to say to themselves that, yeah, they know they were playing on Thursday, but we're literally, especially if you're going to switch the venue from, you know, L.A. Right. to Foxborough, I think that's just a huge change in how you'll hear Sean McVay and a lot of Rams players be like, well, even if there's no fans, it still is like we're still going to their stadium, so we have to play another road game? Like, you know, what the heck? You know, especially since they had a lot of a- – they had a few AFC East games already this season in terms of coming across the country, have the Rams with the Dolphins and the Bills already. So, you know, I think that, you know, will be a little bit of a hard sell, you know, for them to do, but – you know, like no, I, just, I, I think it'll go on. I mean, just like like you said, it's a Thursday night game. It's too. It's almost too fast of a turnaround. And, and I mean, yeah, it, it, and almost yeah. in this case, it's like pushing the game back. Does no, no, no good. Yeah, and but, I don't think they're gonna have like um, Eric Garcetti. Their mayor is gonna have what you know Santa Clara, you know, has decided to decide on, and then have that go into the fact this soon for this game. I, I can't see that you know really happening. But you know, back to this contest and. You know, it's something where it just has to be stated in terms of how no matter any of the criticism for Belichick this season in regards to maybe um, selection of players on this roster, no question in terms of still developing guys at a real top level of just professionalism, the guy is still at the top of the game with it. And it's a thing where when it really does help to have um, that type of quarterback be able to say, you know what? If we don't have the skilled guys on the outside, we still can just have the skilled guys on the inside. And to have him be in the run game with Harris and, you know, Sonny Michelle coming back, even though he didn't have like a, you know, any standout game whatsoever. But just to get another body in there after Burkhead went down, I mean, hey, six and six right there. You're still in it with a real chance. And that's going to give him a lot of momentum after today. In the hunt, man. In the hunt. They're in the hunt. And listen, if they win Thursday, if they play, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, right? It's such a bizarre situation as to as to what the decision making is going to be over there. And I think you're right. I think if they were to somehow switch, you know, Thursday, I feel like is 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 next to impossible to play in Foxborough. So mm-hmm. maybe like maybe something like a Sunday game or something like that. But it just seems strange to me that 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 would be the case. Now, no one's talked about the Rams and the Chargers having to do anything. They just talked about the Niners having to do something. So it's just going to depend on what L.A. does. But I mm-hmm. think L.A., they can't turn around and say, okay, we're going to do this 
and it's going to start tomorrow. Like you just can't, you got stuff, you got stuff planned, you got stuff going on. So it's like, yep. you know, you're going to have to give them a little bit of notice to be able to figure something out. And so I think because we haven't heard anything yet, that makes me think that, you know, that there will be the game on Thursday as scheduled, but you know, but of course they can decide to do whatever they want, you know, but as far as the playoffs are concerned, the freaking what the hell is now? I was going to say that was team, awful. Those two games, the Jets so, and the and the Colts, or Andrew, the Texans, just oh. Andrew, your team, okay, is the, is the paper Jets. planes. People know, right? The paper like, planes. Now listen, now listen, are you happy that they lost because they they still have the one pick? But like, what the who the hell calls a blitz on a hail mary pass? Only Greg Williams does that. I mean, and that's why sometimes you have to say, did Woody Johnson give him a little bit underneath the table um, to still go ahead and have the balls to call that, i.e. the stupidity to call that, and, and allow that to be single coverage on it, parts, especially against either Aguilar or Harry Ruggs. And it was on Harry Ruggs for the most hilarious touchdown of the Probably season. And it just like... Too. Yeah, cover zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you got literally cover zero one on one with a guy in Harry Ruggs, one of the fastest guys in all of football, and you're gonna call that uh, <laughs> in in that play. I mean, that's why honestly, I was broadcasting it, you know, on here when it happened. I'm still just having hilarious laughter for for the whole Trevor Lawrence Justin Phil sweepstakes. That's a great thing for us. I mean, look, I mean, it, it would be just annoying. It would be a Jets thing for us to blow the number one, you know, pick. So at the very least, you have it with that. But obviously, if you're Adam Gaze and, you know, Greg Williams, and you know he won't give a damn. He'll, he'll have any all his pride and just say, well, my guy's on the back. My guy in the back end blew it. But, I mean, what more can you say? It's just the New York paper planes being the New York paper planes. But, that obviously, you know, gives the Raiders that whole win to have one game better than you. But they have no room to slip. And that tiebreaker that you have on the Raiders and the and the Ravens really is could play a lot in terms of that last week of the season with those two wins that you got against them. So, um, yeah. you, know, it's, you know, the Ravens should handle the Cowboys. But then again, Cowboys been competitive um, now with Dalton. Ravens trying to still come back from all this COVID. So, um, it, it's it's to me the destiny is still um, firmly with you guys. Getting this win against the Charges and how it's going to be crucial to keep on trying to get to at least no less than nine wins. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think I think that they have a chance, but they can only lose one more game. And so, yeah. you know, if you lose Thursday, assuming the game's played on Thursday, if you lose Thursday, it means you got to win out, which means you have to be Miami in Miami. Buffalo at home, and then of course, as you as you say, the paper planes uh, last week <laughs> of the season, and so that's that's you know that's a layup there. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because I don't know if nine and seven gets you in, mm-hmm. but it might get you in. It yeah. might be enough, yeah. and especially with the tiebreakers there, you know, like that's that's a huge piece. And of course, if the Raiders lost today, you know. That would have been huge for the Patriots. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. But you know, because I think I think they'd be are they seven and five now. I think we'd have the same. They're seven, they're seven and five now. So we'd have we'd be tied with them, which means we would have leapfrogged them because we had the driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be the key with that. So um, yeah, I mean, the season is going to boil down to these next four games, and 
And we're going to see also if the Dolphins and Bills, um, and if the Bills win tomorrow, then the division definitely, I think, is, like, out of the purview, like, without a doubt, because it'll be three games to right. make up with four games. Even with them playing one time, you're just going to just play on one time with them winning earlier, obviously. But um, it's going to be interesting tomorrow with that in terms of that game and how they have to play on that same field against the 49ers team that's always going to be well coached. So, um yeah, yeah, with you know Rams, Dolphins, the, the Dolphins, they weren't you know explosive today again, and um, Jakeen Grant is out for them, so that gives Tua, whose receivers are already limited, either Tua Fitzpatrick. Now he's gone, and he's really a difference maker for them. So you know that's still easily a winnable game to try to get a season sweep on them, um, and you know, and you just have the Bills who really. You know, you guys could say you really should have won that game and just Cam having that ball shipped to him fumbling was the difference with that. So I those are four games right there where you know, even with how the Rams and McVay well coach, you definitely know how you handle McVay in the Super Bowl. And, you know, the Dolphins, you handle them early in the season. So and the Bills don't fear you don't feel the Bills and obviously the Jets. So right. it's right there for the taking, gentlemen. And it sure yeah, is. For sure. I mean, in Thursday will be tough. Uh, the Rams have one of the best defenses in the league. I think they'll. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll have as much efficiency moving the ball as they did today. That's no question. But uh, in terms of their offense and the way the Patriots' defense has played, really since the second half in Houston, I uh, pulled up a note: twenty-three points against, only just over six hundred yards, uh, five sacks, couple interceptions. Um, obviously today shutting him out obviously helps that stat, but really uh, they're kind of coming back to form like they did last year. So uh, with golf being, you know, kind of inconsistent and you don't know which guy you're going to get, you could see a, a tight, you know, tight coming down to the stretch, low scoring game on Thursday. I think that's how it's going to get done. Uh, I think both teams have a lot of questions on offense, but defense certainly carry them. Yeah. No, I, listen, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be fa- a fascinating game and that's going to be really, you know, to me, you're right. It's all about how the defense plays because the offense, we know the limitations of the offense and especially playing against that really good uh, Rams team who you have a hard enough time throwing with it anyways. But then on top of that, you know, then to be able to, they have a, obviously they have freaking Aaron Donald on the team so they can stop the run. And that is how you beat the Patriots. So you stop the run, but you know, we'll see what happens. That's Thursday. This is today, and listen, today, and we saw it all over Twitter, right? Anyone that's on Twitter that's, that's, that was following along the Patriots, people were happy again. People were like, this is amazing. I haven't felt this way all year long. I haven't felt this way in, in probably over a year. Like, it was fun. We had fun watching the Patriots game, <laughs> and, and it, was, it was a great feeling. And that was just, that was like, you know, when you, when you have, you, know, you got the game going on, of course, right? They're playing well in the first half. They're up 21 nothing. You're like, this is great. Then they block the, they block the field goal and return it for a touchdown. And you're like, what is going on to end the half? It was, un- and so like, that was just, that was the most fun I've had watching the Patriots game in a long time. And, uh, and it felt good. It felt good. Now we won the Super Bowl a year and a half ago, but it felt, it felt good. Let's just say to, uh, it, to have it, fun again. This, it, it was going to be interesting to hear both either WEI or the Philly radio station tomorrow. And it's it, the, the way you guys are going to the opposite of how Eagles fans are feeling, although they're a little, a little happy to see a spark in the second half from Jalen Hurts. But still, it's a, it's a big 180 
from how Houston feel at the moment, at least right now, oh, on this Sunday. Well, and people were sitting there saying, oh, I'd love to be the Chargers because they got so much talent and blah, 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 and all this other garbage. And it's like, well, yeah, but they stink. And they've stunk for years, and they just can't get there. And this guy, Lynn, I mean, if this game doesn't get Anthony Lynn fired, I don't know what you need to do. I mean, the guy, you know, you have the punt return touchdown. You have the block field goal for return for touchdown. You have another long punt return by Gunner. You have twice they had 10 guys on, on kick return. Two times you had 10 guys on kick return. And then you send 12 guys on kick return on fourth and three, and they pick up a first down. It's like, what the hell are you doing that you can't co- – and, and again, we come back to offensively and defensively, it's about scheme and execution. Special teams is about coaching. If you want to know whether a team is well coached or not, look at their special teams. If their special teams is terrible, they have a bad coach. If your special teams is in the middle, well, it's like, okay, you know, they're great, not bad. But So you could have a good coach and have a mediocre special teams. You can't have a good coach and have a terrible special teams, which is what the Chargers have. And I just think at this point, Anthony Lynn needs to be fired like immediately, like right now, like don't even like cancel the press conference, cancel the post-game press conference and just friggin' fire him and tell him to go home. Like what an absolute joke that was today. Well, you know, what's something when they went 12 and 14 years ago and had the divisional game against the Patriots, you know, that's when he was at his high, they yep. were doing their thing, stuff like that. But when that game started, it was seeing this, the lack of like adjustments being made to like when they were doing the short passing, Brady and doing it effectively. And, you know, that was the thing where I was like, this is the first time I've seen Anthony Lynn questions that I had questions about him with that. Now, I do say that um, I feel like he deserves at least maybe one more year with that, considering that, you know, last year, Phil Rivers was just throwing the ball all over the place. And that's true. They still lost these close games. But this season, now, yes, there were a few games early when you had Herbert doing his thing. And, yes, they had Derwin James out, Bosa out, Ingram out. That was definitely a factor that needs to be put in. But, you know, these last few weeks, and this was the wrong time for him to have a disastrous day. And it was disastrous, especially in the punt return games and then the block field goal at the end of the half. I mean, this was not the time for him where it was really across the board where you had a feeling, you know, whether you believe he should have been in the year or not. This was definitely the full week where people were questioning if his job was on the line from Spano said this was the worst day for him to have the worst coaching day yeah. he had. And, and um, you know, last week with the Bills in that play and, and Big Cat on Barstool, you know, calling him a moron, which I thought was way too much. But it was not a good look with that at the Bills game last Sunday. And then today, this was really bad for him. He's going to really have to have his team be like way better the last four weeks of the season like to keep his job and and then when you put it in the hands of rookie quarterback yes Herbert's been having his stats and playing great you know but when you have that talent out there it's something where you still have no room for error if your defense is not going to be on point and then today's special teams ugly for Anthony Lynn it has Mm -hmm. to be said across the board right no 100 percent and that's you know Look, the coaching, I mean, that's why for me, I thought that I thought this was a win no matter what, because I just thought the coaching was such a big gap in the coaching. And so I thought, okay, even if they struggle, there's a ton of talent over there in LA, but even I figured even if they struggle, 
you should still come out on top simply because of the fact that you have, you know, that, that you have Belichick and it's Belichick against Anthony Lynn. And so I thought I was pretty confident about the win. I didn't think it'd be like this, but I was pretty confident about the win, but you know, it, it was, it was just, and again, the big thing for me, and this is what, and I, we're going to, we're going to wrap up, but the big thing for me, and this is what I keep going back to is that everything I could have possibly wanted to see. I saw today. I saw Cam running hard. I saw Damian Harris running hard. I saw Sony Michelle running hard. I saw a ton of the young guys defensively make some really great plays. Flash, Chase Windovich had a fa- fantastic interception where he wasn't even in coverage and then went into coverage and made a great play, you know, great read to, to make an interception. Josh Uche flashed. Kyle Duggar played well again. You know, JC Jackson, another pick. He got hurt at the end of the game, so we'll see how that works. But, like, and then Stiddy comes in. First of all, Nikhil Harry catches a touchdown pass from Cam. Like, let's go. Then mm-hmm. Stiddy comes in and throws a touchdown pass. And it's like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm done. Like, we, 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 I don't need to see anything else. It's like the absolute perfect game from a Patriots standpoint. Spags talked about, you know, people have been questioning Belichick's drafting for, you know, for a year and a half. And to see all of his draft picks in the last, like, two years come through and, and, and play really well in one game was just awesome. And it was so much fun. And, again, it's one week. It doesn't mean that they're that they're going to be good again. That doesn't mean anything. But they're back to five hundred, and they're right there, nipping at the heels of the Raiders and the Ravens to get into that seven spot. And so we'll see, we'll see. But they're not dead, and they're still alive. And like, there's a lot of optimism heading into end of Thursday night. So, Andrew, man, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate Always it. Always, Pat. Always, and, Brian. Uh, and for the people that are listening on the podcast, make sure you hop on to Locker Room and join us next week uh, when we do our post-game breakdowns. Take care, guys.